There are a lot of people who lie and get away with it. Over the North Atlantic, toward the east coast of the United States. Hello. On April 19, 1995, a fertilizer bomb in a truck parked in the Alfred P. Murrah Federal Building exploded, killing almost 200 people and damaging hundreds of buildings in a 16-block radius. Federal investigators soon arrested former Marine and right-wing conspiracy theorist Timothy McVeigh and several accomplices, although initial reports suggested Muslim terrorists or even government agencies participated in the terrorist act. Although McVeigh was executed, questions remain about the true perpetrators of the attack. Joining me to discuss the Oklahoma City bombing are civilian investigator Eugene Fortier O'Neill, gentlemen, and conspiracy expert Lee Golden. And conspiracy expert Lee Golden. <clears throat> uh, Lee? Lee, this is where you say hello. Is Lee here? Uh... I don't think... I don't think Lee is here. Is he not on the other line? What the hell, Lee? Man, and Lee is the most dependable of the three of us. Yeah. He's always balls deep in the archives. He seems to know a lot of stuff. He's very handsome. We don't have a sh- where is it? we don't have a show if there's no Lee. Yeah, I, it, it's kind of surprising how many people talk to me about the show and uh, by about it is the show. It's surprising sh- how many people talk to you. <laughs> And then about the show, yeah. it's even more unlikely. Yeah, strangers just come up to me, hey, aren't you that guy that I don't like from that show starring Lee? Yeah, so um, almost any topic pertaining to the show is astonishing. Yeah, okay, I'm going to see if I can call Lee. Ah, oh, boy, this is this is not air gold we're broadcasting right now. Oh, wait, we have a... There's a um there's a voicemail. Hold on, let me see if it's from Lee. Guys, uh hey, it's Lee. Um look, last night I got lost in the archives and I, I can't get out. And I'm running out of air and I think we only have about an hour or so to live. And I just wanna say um just a couple things. Um Gene, to you, I leave my Ghostbuster firehouse. And all my Joes, except Snake Eyes, because I'm donating him to science. Brian, to you, I leave my vintage Nazi uniform and all the gay porn I watch, ironically. <clears throat> to Banger, I leave you whatever's in the fridge. Make sure you eat it before it goes bad. Shrey, to you, I leave my guitar, about which you never would have thought I was doable. To my cat princess, I leave you my hamper. You can finally pee in it like I always catch you trying to do. To my dog, Tissue, I leave the Banger. Make sure to take good care of him. I love you guys. Tell my story. Uh, so wait, is Lee... Ah, typical Lee. (laughs) So is Lee dead? I mean, he better be. He better be, honestly. He left this message about three hours ago. Hmm. He's the only one with the keys to the archives. 
Is the archives a literal space? I thought it was kind of like a figurative mind space that he entered, like a kind of uh like a meditative state. Yeah. Or like that um like a like a Nirvana-esque state of mind that for instance Doctor Strange will enter. Yeah. Oh, did you ever see that amazing movie, that animated movie? It's like uh like 25 short animated films about philosophy. Uh, waking Life? Yeah, Waking Life. I, I think one of Lee, I think Lee was actually a, uh, a kind of a subject in one of those because he sort of enters this like collective mind space that is the archives where he accesses our greatest American governmental secrets. So like once, it's kind of like the thing where once somebody knows one thing, that is now, that idea is now accessible to the greater consciousness. And because Lee is able to tap into that, he can find out secret information about all the cases that we look into on the show. Yeah, and get the answers to yesterday's crossword puzzle. Oh no, you know what? He's talked about taking a shit in the archives, so it has to be a physical space. Oh uh, yeah. I guess he really is trapped. Well. Oh, fuck, what should we call? I mean, he said he had an hour to live and it's been three hours, so. So should we just kill time until we find out anything? Yeah, let's see if he calls back. I don't want to go all the way down to the archives and then find out that he is okay. Yeah, it's kind of a problem when something is like five stories underground and there's no elevator. Because walk, yeah, right. walking down is okay, but walking back up, kind of a hassle. Ugh. Yeah, it's kind of scary down there. Okay, well, I guess we could wait for Lee to get in touch with us, or perhaps hospice. Um... But, um, well, Gene, you have a birthday coming up. I do have a birthday coming up. It is Monday. Has yeah. Any, has anyone ever uh, made the joke, because you were born on April Fool's Day, that you are an April Fool? I'm not sure I see the connection. <laughs> In 32, is that how old you're becoming? Yeah, I will be 32. 32 years, no one has ever made that, that joke? I'm the first? Uh, when I was really young, my parents told me they loved me. On my <laughs> <birthday>. <laughs> oh man. Did any of your siblings or parents have a, a good holiday birthday? Yeah, we were all born on different holidays. <laughs> so like, you're born on April 1st. Your brother, Sean, who's a little bit of a ghoul, was born on Halloween. Bill is the Christmas baby. <laughs> because he's the savior of the yeah. family. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna die for our sins. Yeah. Your dad was born on the same day as a, uh, comic relief telethon hosted by Billy Crystal, Robin Williams, and Whoopi Goldberg. Right. Comic, he, rel comic Relief Day. Yeah, because he's... Which, which is Comic Relief Week for my dad. <laughs> he celebrates his birthday for a week. Uh, I knew a kid in high school who, who was born on Christmas, and it really seems bad. Yeah, my brother Sean, he is actually born two days after Christmas, and... December 26th? 27th, Brian. Oh, I'm sorry. This calculator I used to uh, <laughs> figure that out is broken, clearly. Yeah. Uh, but when it was his birthday, just no one gave a shit. 
<laughs> my I remember also because bro- it was your brother Sean. Yeah. Um, I remember on his birthday, like up until he was maybe eight or nine, my mom would just take his presents that he didn't actually take out of the package yet, mm-hmm. and then just rewrap them and give those to him for his birthday. Because he was too stupid to figure it out. He was, yeah, he was too stupid to know that he had already received those gifts. Kids are stupid that way. Man. Yeah. Well, did you have any big plans for your birthday? Nope. A Monday birthday is pretty tricky. Yeah. It's too... I, I can't celebrate my birthday before the actual birthday. It's just... I feel like a big phony. Mm-hmm. You know? And then by the time next weekend, roll, work, uh, next weekend rolls around... It's way too uh, late. It's just too late. So today, uh, to, to, to <clears throat> let people in... On into the back to let the veil down. Uh, we are recording this on a Saturday, so you don't have any plans to go out tonight. Uh, oh, you mean are you talking to me or are you talking to the audience? I'm talking to the people overhearing us kill time until we find out what happened to Lee. Oh, okay. I'm still confused. Are you going out tonight? Me? Yes. Uh,. I mean, yeah, I probably will just because it's Saturday, but I'm not going to And that's your usual. That's my usual, but I am not going to be organizing any kind of celebration or basking in any kind of... uh, Birthday glory. Birthday glory, right. Well, I believe one of your good friends did get you a birthday gift. That's right. Just yesterday in the mail, I received from my good friend Brian Lane, Seinfeld uh, season... Me? I knew you were just going to turn this into your own personal glorification. This is my birthday, Brian. Uh, as we just discussed, it's a little too early to early to be celebrating your birthday. Well, I'm rounding up to the nearest birthday. <laughs> I think you round down, so we should round to so last year. Celebrate my thir- All right, I'm turning 31, or what as I like to call it, 30 young. <laughs> or 30 fun. <laughs> Man, I'm turning 30 fun later this year. That'll be yeah. something. Uh, All right, Brian. So I have a Seinfeld-related question for you. Okay, because I did get you a, a season of Seinfeld for your birthday. You did. So it's on your and, mind. Right. Now, this could be uh, this could be the sign of an inside job because it got me thinking. There's something fishy going on when I'm watching Seinfeld. Okay. Now, George likes to frequently drop in on Jerry. During work. Yeah. Now, you live in New York. You're a New York resident. I'm in Brooklyn right now. Okay. So George works at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Which is in the Bronx. Mm Mm-hmm. Jerry lives, what, the upper west side of Manhattan? Yeah. Oh, God. I can't remember what the address is. It's like 81st Street? Yeah. I think like West 81st Street. Yeah. It's right near the park. Okay. Now, the typical lunch hour is an hour long. You know, you could maybe get away with an hour, 20, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Now, how long would it take George to get from the Bronx to Jerry's apartment via train? Okay. I feel like this requires quantitative evaluation. So I'm going on hop stop. It's a, that's a 40 minute trip. That's a 40-minute trip. So 40 minutes Zero, yeah. of his lunch hour is spent just <laughs> traveling to Jerry's apartment. And that's only one way. So round trip, that's uh, a full hour. 
40 minutes and 40 minutes? Oh, fuck. This calculator is broken. No. Uh, Brian, you need to upgrade to the TI-85. Yeah, I really want to get drug wars on here. (laughs) Yeah. So he's spending an hour and 20 minutes commuting. (laughs) Just in commuting. And yeah. then walking... Just to, <laughs> just to drop in on Jerry and tell him something he presumably could have told him over the phone. <laughs> like, I'm pretty much almost fired. Uh, Steinbrenner wants me to do this big project, but I'm lazy. What's also crazy is because Elaine, Elaine works in publishing for most of the show, which is like Midtown, like in the, in the, in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Um, right? Uh, Right, Sorry? the publishing district of New York, which you like to, you just love to walk around there and just dream the big dream. Yeah, one day, I'll one get... day, one day you'll go into one of those buildings. One day I'll write the cheaper letters. Um, <laughs> but so there's no direct train from where she is up to where Jerry lives. So she is also she, she's. It's not just that she's spending a lot of time. She is switching trains in order to get to Jerry's house, or. And this seems even crazier. She is taking a cab both ways. Which would be, I mean, I, that's got to be what, like 10 or $15 each way? Yeah. So let's say, let's say 20 with a tip. She's spending $40 on her lunch break to go up to Jerry's apartment, pop in for five minutes to say, this woman doesn't swing her arms when she walks, and then leave to go back yeah. to work. You know, although Jerry always has something to drink in his apartment, so you got to subtract that from the cost of the trip. Right? Yeah, you get a get a cool down by drinking some juice. He usually has juice. He usually has pretty good juice. Yeah, like a bot. He's got like multiple single serving bottles of juice in his refrigerator, which I don't think any single person actually does have. Well, that's just what I always associated with success. Oh, single-serving bottles. You just have all, like, a variety of single-serving bo- bottles for your friends to choose from, and you don't even think about it when they open the fridge and help themselves. So did you get anything else for your birthday? Nope. That was it. Well... You're the only, you're the only one who remembered. I think you did get something for your birthday, because some of our fans called the hotline. We have fans? We have a hotline. <laughs> Lee, uh, Lee has fans. They call in and basically talk to Lee, and then we get some of the side action. Cause... Uh, well, now that Lee's dead, that means his fans are up for grabs. Yeah, I'll take the men. <laughs> <laughs> I mean women. <laughs> no, we have a hotline. The phone number is four one three two two five nineteen sixty three. So wait, no, but we have some calls from fans. So here, let me get one for you. Yes, this is a happy birthday message for Jean. Hello, Brian and Jean and Lee. I'm calling to wish Jean a happy birthday and also to say thank you because I am a West Coaster that is studying film in Montreal right now. And you guys just helped me survive another hellish winter out here by filling me with awesome laughter and very highly factual, correct information. So thanks, guys. Keep it up. Okay, bye. Gene, that is a woman wishing you happy birthday. That's what I thought. I wasn't. I didn't want to. <laughs> 
I don't want to jump to a conclusion, but that sounded like a woman. She didn't leave her name, but that is a woman wishing you a happy birthday. That's probably a first for 32. Yeah. Well, I mean, not counting your mom. Right. Inside jobs, keeping women warm on those lonely winter nights. (laughs) With, what did you say, awesome laughter and 100% accurate facts? That's pretty true. Yeah, that might be our new slogan. That's basically what we supply. Yeah. So that's nice. Thank you for listening, uh, mysterious Montreal caller. I hope you are having fun studying film. So what do you think she's watching these days? Probably some... uh, Probably the Zapruder uh, film. Probably some Zapruder film. Probably JFK. Probably Nixon. She probably really likes uh, our Nixon impressions when we do those on the show. Yeah. They're pretty great. What was that movie you were talking to me about the other day? The Conspiracy or the Inside Job movie? Uh, Blowout. Blowout. With John Travolta. Yeah, this girl should call in and give us a review of Blowout. Is yeah, it well, is it a worthwhile conspiracy movie? Blowout is a worthwhile film. It was a pleasant surprise to see John Travolta in a thing that was actually good. Uh, do you remember last last episode when we talked about how we need a podcast rival? I do. Well, uh, we had no takers, but we did have a fan call in who had some something interesting to say about that. So here, oh, we, okay. here we go. Hi, Inside Jobs. This is Mark from Hoboken. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. I just want to say that I I hate your show. Uh, it's really awful. And I heard you guys were, at, you were looking for a podcast rival, but I thought I could be your podcast listener um, and, and call in every week and just tell you how awful it was. For instance, this week you didn't make a single Brian Jones sound massacre joke. Um, and Brian was clearly hitting on Lee and Gene was getting in the way. Um, I know what's really going on. Bye. Alright. I mean, Mark, you just made the top of my shit list, but you did <laughs> you did you do make some very valid points. What good points did he make? Well, you are kind of hitting on Lee throughout the show. It's a little embarrassing. What? I, I try when... to cock, I try to C block it a little bit, just so that we can, there's just like, the romantic tension, sometimes it's nice to have it. You can have it in, you know, judicious doses like they had on X-Files with Mulder and, uh, the cigarette smoking man. <laughs> but you can't do it. But on this show, it, the romantic tension between you and what you wish Lee would reciprocate. It, it threatens to strangle the show at times. Are you saying that I wish Lee would reciprocate because that's actually your wish? Because the romantic tension between the two of you is so palpable and thick, like a cream of mushroom soup? Wow. Am I standing under a ceiling fan, or did you just blow my mind? <laughs> How do you like your breakfast upside down? Because the tables have turned. Wooka 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 whoop. <laughs> well, let's talk. Okay, so it's a given then that you two are in love. But what did Mark get wrong? Why did he make the top of your shit list? Oh, because he said that our show is terrible. Yeah, I don't and, understand that at all. And, that he, is, and that he hates it. Our he show is, is pretty good. Yeah, he is wrong. He is incorrect in his hatred of our show. He he. What was weird is he hates the show so much he wants to become. A part of it. He wants to 
be uh, like uh, an informant or something or like a commenter on the show every week to talk about how much he hates it. Right, kind of like Dr. Claw and Inspector Gadget. Uh, in what way? Well, like, he loves to watch Inspector Gadget from his weird kind of uh, secluded sex dungeon that he lives in. Mm. And, but uh, he can never be Inspector Gadget or be inside of Inspector Gadget, so he must destroy him. <laughs> he can never be inside of Inspector Gadget. Yeah. Did Inspector Gadget ever get a computer virus that caused him to go haywire? Oh, wait, that was every episode, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we can say this. Fuck you, Mark from Hoboken. Hey, come on, Hoboken, that's no place to live. Yeah. But I will I, I will say, yeah, fuck you, Mark. Our show is pretty good. Yes, I missed the opportunity to make a Brian Jonestown Massacre song, but that that's because we were so serious about the topic, which was basically devastating. That right. we couldn't we couldn't afford to make jokes that episode. Yeah, maybe you weren't listening, but that was a pretty serious episode. Okay, this is from this is another birthday message, Gene. Are you ready? Ooh, yeah, lay it on me. This one's a little bit long. That's okay. The birthday messages we can excuse. Hey, uh, Gene, this is Jesse. Um, you don't know me other than possibly as a fan of the show. Uh, but I've been following your career, such as it is, for some time, and I'm quite proud of you. Uh, so please excuse the noise in the background. Uh, I'm hiding in the cooling system of a bunker so I can make this call. Uh, hope it won't be too distracting. Um, I'm calling because on, on this birthday, you're finally at an age. You should know at least part of the truth about your origin. And as a birthday gift, I'll offer some advice as well. First off, you're adopted. I know that's a bit of a shock, so I'm just going to not give you much more information than that. That's a lot to process. But, um, but secondly, um, first day is a little misleading. Uh, it's more like extracted from a vet day. And to be a little bit more specific, uh, it was a vet in Brazil. Uh, and as far as advice, um, I hope I'm not too late with this, but uh, please avoid growing a mustache. Um, a full beard is okay, but... Uh, Trust me on this. No, no mustaches. Anyway, uh, I've got to go. Uh, have a good one, and uh, look forward to hearing you guys later. Huh? So was that me from the future? No. Myself. Uh, uh, le- I mean, here are the facts that he just laid down. It's not really your birthday. It's extracted from a vat day. A vat in Brazil. Uh, you should not grow a mustache, but a full beard is okay. And that you were adopted by a family. I don't know if you've seen the film The Boys from Brazil, Gene. But this is basically implying that you are a clone of Hitler. Oh, wow. Yeah. I always knew, I, see, I always thought that I was too special and talented to be a part of the family that I was raised by. <laughs> kind of like, Kind of like Matilda. Right, right. Or any child who's adopted. Right. Or just any child who appears to have been born in a mediocre family. (laughs) And dreams of being uh, the son or daughter of a king and queen. Well, I mean, you... And I was basically... I'm basically the son of the king of Germany. Right. You're pretty pretty pasty. You're a very white guy. Uh, You've got blue eyes. 
I'm very fiery. You have uh, a black, very black hair that you part to the side. Yeah. And that, you know, shakes around your head when you get upset. So is this why he was telling me not to wear, uh, grow out a mustache? Because if I grow one out, it's just going to – the only mustache I can grow is the Hitler mustache? <laughs> your, cover, your cover will be blown, I think, is what he was applying. Yeah. Wow. Well, this – I mean – I mean this- – Sorry. This just became the best birthday ever. <laughs> Surprise, you're Hitler. Yeah, what a great birthday present. Man, and at 32 also, I think when Did... Hitler was 32, uh, he was homeless. And I am no? doing... Oh, sorry, he was joining the Nazi party. Yeah. No, no, sorry, he was the Chancellor of Germany. <laughs> No, so I'm I'm like right about where Hitler was when he was 32. Yeah, he would have been 32, and uh, he also had an April birthday, and this uh, that would have been 1921. So yeah, he was just, just joining just the Nazis six, just 60 years before me. Yeah, wow. So pretty exciting for you. What do you uh, do? You think you'll celebrate now? I mean, God, I have to, right? Yeah. What's a What's a good uh, Nazi bar I can go to? There's not so many of them in LA anymore. Uh Poland? Okay. <laughs> I'll go to Poland. Well, here's the thing, if you really are Hitler, you have to make some life changes cuz Hitler uh was a teetotaler. He didn't drink and he was a vegetarian. Mm. And he had uh like uh methamphetamines Dropped into his eyes every day. Okay. What am I changing about my habits? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gene. We have another voicemail. All these, right. These fans. Another, bir- another birthday voicemail? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, here we go. Hi, guys. This is Jen from D.C. Calling from the belly of the beast. Long time, first time. I just have a question, suggestion for you. Um, I know you can't do a whole show on this, but as a loyal listener, I was wondering why you guys never talk about the fact that Gene has a micro penis. Um, there are so many questions surrounding the fact that he has a micro penis. Um, is it even functional? Does it shoot the tiniest lobe, like a sneeze? Um, why not just have a vagina? Because that shoots a clit, son. Bye! Wow. Gene, do you care to comment on this revelation? Okay, well, yeah. First of all, listener, whatever your name is. Jen. Jen. I suggest my micropenis as the topic of the show every week. And Brian <laughs> turns it down. So. Uh, that can... is, that's not true. I'm, I say that I'm open to any subjects. I mean, granted, there's not a lot of inside jobbiness to it. But, uh. You know, I, I'd be, I'm thrilled, I, I'm proud to talk about my micropenis. Because you're part of the no-shaft pride? Yeah, exactly. Me and my fellow micros, my crows, as I like to call them. Yeah. Any Anytime uh, people want to do a, uh, what do they call those things, a, a listener meetup. If any other, yeah. if any other listeners out there with a micropenis want to just do a meetup, you know, share micro penis stories. 
you know. Hmm. Let's get one. Let's get one going. Okay, I got another. Here we go. Hey y'all, real big fan. Call from Texas. Just really wanted to ask one specific question. How come y'all never get into the subject of uh, Eugene's micro penis? <laughs> All right, I'll hang up now. Thanks. Uh, Gene. This is another. This is another fan demanding that we do a show about your micro penis. The people have spoken, Brian. This is stunning. I honestly didn't know that you liked to talk about the fact that your penis is so small; it's hard to recognize as male genitalia. Well, people like miniature things. Do they like mini horses? <laughs> yeah, mini horses. Lena Dunham's tiny furniture. Uh, that ride at Disneyland where it's like the little miniature it's a, world. It's a small. World. No, it's not. It's a small world. It's another. It's another ride. There's a separate ride, like where you're in a dollhouse. I forget what it's called. No, no, no. It's like an. It's a little. Uh, you're on a boat. It's a, it's an outdoor ride, and you're going through this little mini town. It was, like, it was always, wait, like you were a giant who's visiting a tiny world. Yeah, there were all these like little tiny houses. It was great. It was like my favorite ride at Disneyland. I oh, honey, to get... honey, I shrunk the kids. Mm, yeah, that's probably it. All right, here we go. Hi there, I'm a big fan of the podcast. I was just wondering if when Lee was balls deep in the archives, he ever came across any information on the U.S.'s assassination attempts on Castro? And also maybe anything on Gene's micro penis. That was all. Love it. Bye. Hmm. Yeah, the Castro thing. Um... Uh. Well, ha- wait. So does your micro penis relate to the Fidel Castro thing? <sighs> okay. I have a micro penis. All right. I'm proud of it. <laughs> I don't have any problem making love to a woman. Uh. How, wait. If it's so micro, how do you not have any troubles? Well, you know, you just have to have what I lack for in reproductive organ girth. I make up for with communication and understanding. You have a you are a listener. You have emotional responses. You're good with conversation, right? So but, as see, most men have an average to above average size penis, but their communication skills are frankly, well, they leave something to be desired. Me, on the other hand, I have a big, raging, communicative hard-on going, basically at all times. So if you weren't factored into the average penis size in the world, do you think the average penis size would be like 11 or 12 inches? Yeah. But you are so small, it brings it all the way down to like 5. Me alone, I am anchoring, I am personally anchoring the mean male penis size but you're proud of it you're totally comfortable with it i mean i'm an outlier brian and i always knew like i always knew growing up that i was special that's why i thought i was uh the son of a king and queen or the clone of hitler one day i was at one day i was at dodger stadium i was using the famous uh urinal trough and i was Mm -hmm. standing next to my father and i saw his monstrous adult above average size penis and I, that's when I knew. I was like, this man is not my father. Hmm. Well, you know, did you know that your dad actually called into the show? I did not. Yeah, here we go. Hello, this is Gene's father. I'm also named Gene. Just wanted to say that he's very disappointing, and he didn't inherit his micro-penis from me. These aren't the 
Well, there you have it. He's fessing up to the fact that he doesn't have a micro penis. No. Well, you know what? <sighs> I didn't need this from you, Dad. I don't what? need you listening to the show, and I don't need you disowning me on my birthday. Did you? Uh, 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 another family member called in. Oh, hi, Gina. This is your auntie Tamisa calling. I just want to wish you a happy birthday. And I also, uh, you know, I've been listening to your show for a long time. I'm so proud of you and your little buddies with your new show. And uh, I love your show. I've listened to every episode. And um, I'm just thinking that maybe at this point the, your audience could be ready to, to hear about your, your very special body parts. And um, what I'm talking about is your micropenis because I think you shouldn't be embarrassed with your micropenis. It's something that not everybody has, but you definitely have one. So, and if you're getting to know your listeners, they probably will accept you. And uh, I just want you to be proud of who you are because God made you the way you are for a reason. And I think you should share that with the world. So anyway, I'm so proud of you. Happy birthday. And I love you. Have a good one. Wow. So your aunt is even proud of you and proud of your micro penis. Did she even wish me happy birthday? She did, twice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad she remembered. <laughs> she also seemed to remember the fact that your penis is so small, it is an innie. I don't even know how she would know about my penis. My aunt has not seen it. Hmm. Are Unless... you sure? Because you were a baby who was unaware of the uh, phenomenal world. Yeah, but all babies have... My penis was the same size as all the other penises when I was a baby. Really? I'm reasonably sure. What? It is shockingly small. All right. Well, I'm a grower, not a shower. So you're saying it's, uh, or I mean it's only micro when it's soft? It's it's only micro when it's soft. Hmm. Hi, Inside Podcast Gang. I was just wondering, how come you've never done an episode focusing on Gene's micro penis? Well, I guess we're doing an episode on my micro penis now. <laughs> I guess we're finally giving in to the fans' fervent demands for an episode centering on your minuscule penis. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it up, audience. Sink your teeth into it and uh, suck down the juices. I mean, obviously, these calls just came in. They came in. You know, I kept I kept answering them and listening to them, and I was stunned. How I'm, does everybody know? I mean, okay, immediately, immediate family members, sure, right? We'll talk. Uh, you know, I can see my dad calling up his sister and worrying about in in, his... te- in tears, begging her to try to help him come to terms with the fact that his eldest son possesses a micro penis. Yeah. But how do all these strangers from Texas and whatnot know? Uh, see, on my Facebook profile, I thought you had to be my friend to see my penis status. No, that is, everyone I, can see I, that. I thought that was, no, I, I thought I remember checking the box saying, uh, next to penis, where I click the, the select status is micro. I pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I checked the box that was like only allow friends and friends of friends to see uh, the status. Well, see, I'm not on Facebook, but I definitely remember there was a time where your penis status was it's complicated, and I thought that made sense because you didn't want to show it off. But now it is. I'm looking at it right now. It is obviously set to micro. You were broadcasting to the world micro. So, 
And you wait, you don't even have a Facebook profile. I don't. I don't have one at all. So, yeah. Well, I'm just going to have to email Mark Zuckerberg or something because that well, should be. No, I think like your aunt said, you need to be proud of it. You need to admit to the world, you know, just say. Um, I tried to be proud of it, Brian. It's hard. <laughs> Is it hard, Gene? I thought it was so soft that it was invisible to the naked eye. Yeah, well, it's still, it's basically always hard. Because there's only, it's so small, there's only a single blood vessel inside of it. A single red blood cell can travel in, and then it's suddenly erect, and then out, and it's soft again. Exactly. Wow. Wow, there's so much I'm learning. I mean, I've 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 been on the other side. I've judged in the past, but now I'm learning to see you as a human being. Well, I mean, I'm good. I'm glad this is an enlightening experience for you. Yeah, and our really. Listeners. Yeah, it really is. I, I mean, this is an educational show. People like the fact that it's an educational show. Um, you know, they love to laugh. They love to learn, and I think that that we're doing a lot of that. But I think this episode is also about growing. You know. As we learn about your horrible affliction, we're learning to be bigger people. Starting to pick up on your double entendres. I I don't even know what a double entendre is. Oh, but hey, uh, it looks like we have another voicemail. Okay. Oh, great. Let's hear it. Oh, wait. This is from Lee. Actually in Vegas, and we don't have to worry have, about him being having trapped. Having a threesome with his fiance <laughs> and, his, and cousin. his cousin Banger, it's who so... is presumably living up to his nickname. <laughs> wow! And this that message came in like three minutes ago. Yeah, and to think that I entertained the idea of feeling bad about Lee dying. Yeah, no, it seems like he just skipped out on a recording time. To go have a Coke sex orgy yeah, in, in Las mean, Vegas. My own capacity for sympathy uh, is basically exhausted uh, by my own misery over the, sad, over the sad length and girth of my penis. But I came awfully close to feeling for another human being earlier when I thought Lee had expired in the archives. So I feel like a fool. Would you say the events of... Um... Revealing to the world your micro-status and the fact that Lee lied to you have basically pushed you back in the semi-anti-Semitism question. So now you really are taking up the uh, mantle of of being Hitler-esque. Wow, yeah, I think this is where I basically become my Hitler-sized wrath. Wow. So... Well, I'm sorry. You can't see it, but I'm tying a bandana around my forehead right now. <laughs> the big Nazi emblem on it. Oh, jeez. 
Well, and I, am, and I am now drawing a Nazi blade over the palm of my hand to drip the blood onto my father's grave and to swear vengeance in his, in his name. Jesus. Well, that is one way to celebrate a birthday. I think it's the only way to celebrate a birthday. All right. This is getting too personal and too over the edge. So I'm going to say, fans, thank you for listening. Well, Brian, you're the one that had to bring up the sensitive topic of it being my birthday. I'm already, uh, and now I'm 32. I'm filled with regret. Yeah. Uh, fans, thank you for listening. Um, if you want to rate us on iTunes, that would be great. If you, if you want to rate my penis as larger than micro on my Facebook, I would appreciate that. Unfortunately, that functionality does not yet exist. And also, lying is immoral. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you want to go to our website, it's InsideJobsCast.com, or you can visit us, uh, tweet at us on Twitter, at InsideJobsCast. Um, or uh, if you want to call in your own voicemail, our phone number is 413-225-1963. And apologies to all of the uh, Oklahoma City bomb fans, or bomb heads, as they like to call themselves, who listen in today to hear about the Oklahoma City bombing, which we didn't get to. Yeah, that's mostly Lee's fault, though, for bailing on the show. Yeah. Take it up with Lee. I guess we'll get around to that one day, but uh, until then, uh, follow the money and the micropenis. <laughs> ah, you son of a bitch, you got me. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Brian. Thank you for listening to our special April Fool's episode of Inside Jobs. Lee had to go out of town, so we did this as a a little joke, and so I could prank Gene for his birthday. But we are going to record an episode for uh, for next week as well, uh, to make sure that we actually produce a real show about a real uh, inside job. So, we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Uh, and, um, you know, try to be nice to Gene about his sensitive issue. You shouldn't be embarrassed if you're my penis. <laughs> <laughs>